Thank you for joining us today for this life-changing message from River of Life. If you are ever in our area, we would love for you to join us. For more information, visit us at rolcrawfordville.com. That's rolcrawfordville.com. Or download our app in the App Store under ROL Crawfordville. Now, let's join our special guest as he teaches from the Word of God. How many of you are excited to be in the house of the Lord tonight? I don't think you were excited enough, so I'm going to say it one more time. Just trying to get, get your legs up under you. How many of you are excited to be in the house of the Lord tonight? We have a reason to praise God. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have a reason to praise God. This is our, this is our Father. This is the creator of life who has poured breath into our body. We have a reason to celebrate life. So I'm going to ask you again. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. Well, hopefully I bring a little bit more life into it. Uh, I usually teach on Tuesday night. So my Tuesday night crew, are you in the house tonight? All right, my Tuesday night guys are in the house. So we're going to go ahead and get into the Word of God because that's where what we live by. The Word of God is, is the tool that we have that God has given us to help us through this life. It is it's our road mark, map for life. It is our road map. It is our GPS system. It is everything that we need encompassing with the Holy Spirit to help us with this life. So we're going to get into the Word of God because we've been going through the Sermon on the Mount for a little bit over a year. A little bit over a year, we're going over the Sermon on the Mount from chapter 5 into chapter 7. And as we get into chapter 7, the ending of this, we're, we're talking about the conclusion. This is an exhortation of, from God. This is an exhortation from Jesus. He's, he's asking to, for us to make a response, uh, give a response to the message that he has preached in these three chapters. And here... Tonight, we're going to talk about the second one. Pastor Derek, uh, he's, he's away. If you're, you're listening, happy anniversary. We want to wish you a happy anniversary. Uh, 40 years, I believe he said. That is very awesome. And he's been going over this sermon. And, and last week, he went over the first part of this conclusion. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like the preacher who keeps saying, you know, I'm getting ready to close. So Jesus is, is going through this exhortation, and, and, and he went through the first step, and we're, we were talking about, you know, the, the wide gate and uh, the narrow gate and the narrow way. And tonight, we're going to talk about that second part, know them by their fruits. And this is how it reads. It says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. But inwardly, there are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather with grapes from thorn bushes and figs from uh, thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear a bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit it's cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by, therefore, by their fruits, you will know 
them. By their fruits, you will know them. Again, as I said, this is a four-part conclusion to Jesus' sermon. He's talking about the narrow and wide gates in verses 13 and 14. He's talking about true and false prophets, discernment, the voice of God, being able to hear it. And in 15 through 20, 21 through 23, which we'll go over next week, and then the week after that, we'll, we'll be going over the other, which is true and false disciples, and then the wise and foolish builders. A four-step call to response, exhortation that Jesus is giving. And we learn from the, the narrow and, and, and wide gate that Jesus is asking them to, to make a choice. He's asking them to make a choice. And, and here are the things that he's saying. He's saying there's two gates, two paths, two ways. There's two voices. You may not be able to see it. There's two wheels. And there's two builders and two foundations. This is what he's laying out to them. This is what, is, what he's saying to them. Hey, there's two ways. I know that there's a lot of other ways that you can choose, but there's on one side and then there's one on the other. Jesus is on one side and all the other ones are on the other side. Amen. There's two voices. There's two wheels and there's two builders and two foundations. And here Jesus is asking them, he's saying, you must choose. You must choose. He's laid it out. He's letting them know exactly what the word of God said and who he is. And he's telling them right now, you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. You have to choose a way. You have to choose a path. You have to choose who you're going to listen to. You're going to have to choose which will you're going to follow, if you're going to follow your own will, or you're going to follow his will. And he's saying, look, also you're going to have to put in some work. You have to have a good, strong foundation. And I want to caution you, look, you can't get to the second step without making the first choice. You can't get to the second step without making the first choice. What do you mean? What do you mean? I can't get to the second step without making the first choice. He, here is clear. Clear as day. He says, enter by the narrow gate. That is a command. He's saying it right there. Enter by the narrow gate. He said, uh, Broad, broad is the, uh, the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go by it. Listen, I want you to be, to be clear tonight that all of us started on the broad gate. We started there. We started in that path. The moment we started living our lives, we, that's where we were. We entered in by that, that broad gate. We were already on that path, that original sin from Adam we entered into that. It is only through Jesus Christ who says this. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I want you to look at that. I am the way. I am the life. And then I underline no one comes to the Father. No one. Listen. 
This is the thing that, that the Pharisees struggled with right here. They thought they had a leg up with the law. They thought they had a leg up with the law. Oh, I have the law. We have the law. We, we, we have this, we have this covenant. And Jesus is coming and he's shaking the foundation that they have. And he's saying, look, I am the way. More importantly, he says here, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the gate for the sheep. I am the gate. Whoever enters through this gate will be saved. Hear me. He is the gate and he is the way. He is the gate and he is also the way. You cannot go to the Father. You cannot bypass Jesus. I don't care what others have been teaching. You cannot bypass Jesus and get to God. There is no other way. He is the way. Listen, the only way. The only truth and the only life. The only way that you're going to enter in and get eternal life, guess what? You must go through the gate, and the gate is Jesus Christ. So here we are. You must choose the right way and enter through the right gate. You must do that. That's step one. That is step one. That is what the scripture is telling us. He says, enter in by the narrow gate. And hear me. Jesus also tells them that this is not an easy way. He gives the disclaimer up front. <laughs> hey, this is it's narrow and it's difficult. It's rugged. It's going to be tough. You got to carry your cross. And see, that's the thing that we want. We want to we want to come in and we want to get salvation. And guess what? We want to live a happy life and we want to be be saved and, and, and be Christian. And, and oh, boy, we just want to be blessed and highly favored. That's what we want. But that's not what he promised us. He promised us that he would never leave us or forsake us. But he never said that it wouldn't be tough. And I know I'm, I'm not the only one, and I'm, I'm getting you to get involved a little bit, but by a show of hands, do you like pain? You like pain? Raise your hand. No. No one wants to, to endure pain. No one wants to endure suffering. If you say you do, I'm looking at you and I'm saying, you know what? Ah, something's wrong with you. Something has to be wrong with you to say, oh, I love pain. Because we will do anything to avoid pain. We'll do anything to avoid suffering. And here, you must make a decision before entering in that I, you know what, God? I'm going to choose you. I'm going to follow you. And whatever it takes, I know you got me. I know you have me. I know that you have my back. I know that when the time gets tough, you're going to give me the peace. You're going to give me the joy, unspeakable joy. And I can say the joy of the Lord is my strength, even though nothing else is making me strong. It is him. It is Christ. And what he's saying is, beware of false prophets who come in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Hear me. The way... Here, he's giving us a warning. He's trying to get your attention. Once you make that decision, guess what? It says, beware of false prophets who come. 
They're seeking you out. They're seeking you out. They're coming with their philosophies. They're coming with all this stuff. And guess what? Not only that, they're coming in sheep's clothing, but inwardly, they are ravenous wolves. And somebody might say, what is a false prophet? (laughs) Well, let's begin with the word prophet. I got it over here highlighted. What is a prophet? A prophet is a person who speaks from God. They speak the word of God. If you go back into the Old Testament, prophets was in place for Israel to speak. They were the, the mouthpiece of God. They spoke judgment and they spoke hope. But the ultimate goal was to bring Israel to repentance. To bring them to repentance. So anyone else that is not saying you need to live a holy life, if you need to get on your knees and cry out to the Lord and ask him for his forgiveness, guess what? That message that they're saying is not true. If they're saying that you can stay the same way that you are when you first enter into, guess what? That message is false. Because there's no right way that you can stay the same and say that you're a real, a new believer. That you, that you are a real believer. That you're born again. This is the struggle even for uh, uh, the, the, the rich young ruler. When he came and he's like, Jesus, what must I do to be saved? It's like, hey, that's, that's the easy part. Like, you, you do all these things, but hey, can you sell all your possessions? Oh, man, I can't do that. I, I, I need these things. And he didn't want to enter in and see false prophets and say, hey, you can take all that with you. Uh, we need all that. They'll tell you everything that you need to hear. Matter of fact, kings will buy false prophets to speak a word. And they would speak whatever and anything and whatever else. And it wasn't true. They, the Bible dealt with false prophets from the beginning because false prophets are deceitful. And who was the first person that deceived? Satan. Father of lies. Father of lies. See, the works, uh, 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 the warning that Jesus is saying is, is, is a real threat out here. See, the threat is that you can identify easily with uh, heresy. You can identify with those who are atheists. You can identify with those who are speaking the far left stuff. But what about those who are right there with you? Who, are, who, who speaks almost the same language? And can I tell you something? False prophets know scripture. Can I caution you even further? They probably know scripture better than you. This is truth. This is truth. And this is why they're a real threat even to the kingdom of God. Because they have on these cloaks and and we're talking leaders. Because this discernment, you'll know them by their fruit. Jesus is talking to the leaders. And he's saying... These are false prophets. They are speaking ill gospels, heresies, things that are not real, not true, that does not align to his word. This is what is happening. 
And this is what was happening in the church. And here you see it in 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15. It says, for such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as the angel of light. Listen, he disguises himself like the angel of light. He doesn't always come roaring at you, but he makes it sound good. He makes it sound pleasant. Until he keeps getting you closer and closer and closer till now you're back on that wide path. So it is no surprise that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond with their deeds. Hear me. Wolves and sheep clothing, they are wolves. They are wolves. They are predators. And you sheep, (laughs) you can't protect yourself. You cannot protect yourself. And here Jesus is speaking again in the book of Matthew, and he's saying, and many false prophets will rise and shall deceive many. Many. Not little, many. Why? How are they going to come and they deceive people? Because they're standing right there at the gate. They're waiting on you. They're standing at the entrance, waiting on us, waiting on you to enter. And then guess what? They're they're coming. They're going to be your friend. They're going to be your prayer partner. They're going to encourage you. And then when things start going bad, they're going to be like, hey, man, we can pray. We'll pray right now over this. And then little by little, you start to see a difference in their word. And their actions. And now they're not telling you to follow God. They're telling you to follow these things and all these other things. And they're not leading you to the word of God. They're leading you to all these other things that not leads to Christ. And next thing you know, you're back on this, this narrow way, this, this broad way. But here's Jesus said, you will know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes and figs from thistles? No. Do you gather oranges from apple trees? No. It makes no sense. So here he's saying to us, you must learn to discern. You as believers have to learn to discern. How do I do that as a sheep? 1 John 4, 1 through 3, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. And in Acts chapter 17, we, we see the, the Berean Jew, Jews, they are, they are testing. Look, they're, they're going out and they're, they're checking everything that Paul is saying. We need to get in our word. If you want discernment, You want true discernment? Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. They know my voice. They know my instructions. They know my word. How can you discern whether it's a false prophet or a a, a person who is trying to lead you into the, the broad gate? You have to be in the word of God. You have to spend time 
in the word. You need to become one with the word. You need to know it. You need to live it. You need to breathe it. You need to be it. This is that abide thing that Jesus is talking about. We need to live in the word of God. It is the only thing that can keep the enemy away, keep him at bay. It is the word. It's not your words. I, I promise. And when you say get thee behind me, Satan, and you, you have nothing else and it's not scripture, guess what? He's laughing at you. He's laughing at you, friends. Brothers and sisters, he's laughing because you have no power besides the power of God. You are a sheep. There is nothing that you have no defense mechanism but your shepherd. So you need to know your vo- the voice of your shepherd. You need to know his instructions. You need to know his word. You need to be able to identify the moment he speak where to go. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor a a, uh, nor can a bad uh, tree bear good fruit. What is this saying? This is saying that the DNA of a, a corrupt tree, it reveals itself. It will reveal itself. It will reveal its identity. If you are lining it up with the word of God, they will reveal their identity. They will reveal that what they're saying is not godly. And you can check that. Paul, he, he called them out. Hey, this is, hey, beware of these false prophets. He called them out by name. He called them out by name. Why? Because he knew their words wasn't of Christ. But we need to understand these things. We need to understand the DNA of a corrupt tree. Because it reveals their character, it reveals their motives, it reveals uh, what they came for. Wolves came, they come to kill. The devil comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. That's it. He has one objective, to get you off path and to take you away from the flock. And lead you in the path of destruction. That is his job. If he can do that, he's achieved his, his objective. He has achieved his objective. That's all he wants to do. And if we're not in our word, we don't know. We'll, we'll go, we'll walk right in with him. Arm, hand in hand. Right into hell. Right into the path of destruction. All because we haven't been able to identify the voice of God. We don't have discernment for the spirit. For the spirits that come in and out of even the church house. You think they stop at the door because we're in here worshiping? And say, I'm going to wait on, hey, I'm going to wait on you, Dante, when, it, when you get out, I'll, I'll be here waiting on you. That's not how the enemy operates. If, if he did, I mean, uh, we, we, just, we just camp out in here. You know, we, uh, they got Uber Eats. You know, we wouldn't have to leave. If they would stay at the door, why would we leave? 
but they come in as sheep. They clap with you. They cry with you. They probably grab you a tissue. They give you a warm embrace. But the inner side of them is corrupt. They are a bad tree and they have bad fruit. And until you, it reveals itself, you don't know. Until you, you, it reveals itself time after time, you don't know. And if you don't have discernment, you'll keep going along with it. You'll go along with it. And, and a lot of times, we're, we're scared to even check it. We wait for leadership to check it. We'll, we'll wait on the pastor to say something. When God has given us the same, he's given us the same word to pick up, to get our daily bread. This is our, this is it. It's not just a tool. This is our weapon. This is God himself in the flesh. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So if I need protection, start opening this up, start dusting it off, and get into the pages. We don't spend enough time in our word. Our prayer lives are are, are fantastic. We're good at asking for stuff. But are we allowing him to communicate back with us so that we know his voice? This is it. This is, this is the blueprint, I'm telling you. If you want a cheat code, this is it. This is the cheat code. It, get, it doesn't get better than this. You're like, well, I want him to speak to me audibly. Read out loud. We laugh, but faith come by hearing, hearing what? The word of God. You won't even have faith without hearing it. So read it out loud. You want to hear them? Hey, get in the mirror. (laughs) Start reading it. And it is God speaking to you. And you'll know his voice. So that you'll be able to check anything that is not his voice. Anything that does not have his divine nature. His DNA. We need his DNA. We don't, we don't want that corrupt tree. We don't want to have bad fruit. We don't want to be known for bad fruit. And we want to know teachers, our teachers, our preachers, our shepherds, they are, they are dividing the word of God with truth. Because James even said uh, to us in James chapter 3, he said, look, I don't... I don't, it, you shouldn't even want, want to be a teacher of the gospel unless you're really trying to really get into it. Because we're going to be judged harshly, harsher, harsher for, for not doing it the right way, for not telling it to you the right way. And likewise, if you have the knowledge base and you act like it doesn't exist. And God has given you the foundation. I think a lot of times that's what happens to us. It is not that we don't know. We want to ignore it. We ignore what we see with corrupt trees. 
We see their DNA. We see, we see the patterns of false teachers, false doctrines, the John Smiths, the Arius. All these things that, that happened didn't come by just by surprise, little by little. You know why it happened? Because they didn't want to conf- tr- be transformed by the word of God. They didn't want, no longer want to follow the, sh- the, the shepherd's voice. And that's how we get caught going right back down the wrong path. Whose voice do you want to listen to? This is Jesus asking you to respond to his word. He's asking you to respond. Hey, this is your opportunity to respond. Whose voice are you going to listen to? Are you creating your own gospel that you can follow? Are you going to follow mine? Are you going to listen to my voice? Are you going to listen to what the Bible tells you to do? I know it doesn't feel good. I told you that. I told you that narrow is the gate and narrow is the way. And it's difficult. I told you that. That everything in this, when, when, what it says, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy to turn the other cheek. It's not going to be easy to allow people to talk about you and it's not true. And not say a word. You want to defend yourself. Because that's what the world tells us to do. We can't be like the world. We have to be like our God. This is the separation. This separates us from just being a Pharisee. This separates us. This is what gets us where we need to be in God, not in ourselves, not in our own selfish ambitions, because we have them. We have them. We have things that we've wanted to do our whole entire lives. And we have a a way that even if we we grew up on a certain side of the street, you know, oh, I, I I, I wasn't brought up like that. If somebody, if somebody hit me, I'm hitting them back. If somebody cursed me, I'm cursing them back. It's not godly. That's not the way of Christ. Instead of speaking curses, let's speak blessings. That's what Jesus did. So what are they saying and how are they living? These false prophets. What are the evidence of the fruits that they have? Do you see them? These these imposters that are in sheep clothing. Maybe they are the fig tree that Jesus cursed. Beautiful leaves. As he got closer to it, it had no figs. Do you want to follow those who have no fruit? What are they saying? How are they living? Are they, do they have fruit? And this is what Jesus says again. He says, either make the tree good and its fruits good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You broad vipers, you can, you, how can you speak good 
when you are evil, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In the inside, I don't care how you look on the outside. You can discern a person's spirit. You can discern it. It's going to come out. Whatever is inside is going gonna, is gonna to eventually come out. If they are a wolf, it's going to come out. Because you, they, can't go, they can't keep speaking well. They can't do it. They just, it's impossible. It is impossible. How do I know it's impossible? This is what Jesus said. You belong to your father, the devil. You belong to him. And you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the, the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. There is no truth in him. The truth is going to eventually seep out of that bucket. <laughs> it, it has a hole in it and the truth is going to come out and all that's going to be left is those lies, that deceit. That's what's going to, because that's all he knows. That's all he know to do. And that's all his followers know to do. They're going to eventually revert back to being who they are. We need to know the voice of our Savior, our King, our Father. We need to know the, his voice. And we need to have the DNA of a good tree, especially if we're, we're teachers of the gospel. And that's having the Holy Spirit in the inside of us. Hear me. We can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. Even as teachers, as, as preachers, as shepherds, as laymen, whatever you are, if you are a believer, you have to have the Holy Spirit. And it, it's given to us. I send a helper. Why? Because we need it. Without him, we fail. Without them, we fail. We need to, uh, it says, we need to become imitators of God. This is, this is scripture. We need to become imitators of God. We need to know who he is. We need to know how he moves, and we need to move in the same direction as he's moving. That's, he's our protection. I, the, the one thing, if I was a, a small guy, I know I'm not, and 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 I had to be in someone's safety and someone's shadow or someone I'm trying and they're trying to keep me safe. I'm moving with them. I'm moving the exact same way that they're moving so that I don't get hit. We don't move. We, we, we're doing this with God. This is not a football move. We're not trying to fake God out. We need to follow Being good sheep is, is, is following his voice. We have to learn to follow his voice. We have to follow his voice. Because if every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire, Jesus is going to judge us by our fruit. He's going to judge us by the fruit we produce. If we don't produce good fruit, we will be pruned. I mean, scripture after scripture talks about cutting, cutting away, thrown into the fire. 
And as you get into uh, we get into next week's study, man, talking about not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, uh, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's a heavy one. It's a heavy one. Are we producing fruit, good fruit? Are we being good followers? Are we following the voice of God? Do we have the discernment to weed out the bad leaders, the bad ones who are speaking negatively into our lives, trying to pull us back to the broad gate? Do we know that? Do do we have the discernment? And Jesus kind of ends the same way he begins in, in saying this. So then you will know them by their fruit. You got to know them by their fruit. You have to have discernment. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to get into the word of God. We have to. This is not a time. We're not living in a time where things are slowing down and the devil is he's, he's backing off. He is actually ramping up more and more. We're seeing it. You know what we're doing? We're shaking our head at it. We see it and we're like, that's crazy. It's not crazy. It's scripture. And you wouldn't be surprised if you were in your word. You wouldn't be surprised of the things that are happening in this world if you were in your word. You will know how to pray based on what is happening in our society. Because God has already showed us. He's already prepared us. But we're waiting on Pastor Henry, Pastor Chuck to tell us weekly what it is that we need to do. Friends, if if Sunday and Wednesday is the only time we're picking up our Bibles, we're wrong. If this is the only time that we get to listen to God, we are wrong. How will you know them by their fruit if you're not spending time in his word? This is a call to you. This is a call to me. This is a call to all of us to know his voice. We need to know the voice of God for ourselves. And whatever is preached on Wednesday, whatever is preached on Sunday, we're going back. And we're testing it through the word of God. Through the word of God, not through just Google. Through the word, we must develop a habit of getting into this and eating it. Eating it. You want to you want to have good fruit? Eat this. I promise you, you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that produces good fruit. If we meditate on his word or we're in his word, you will produce good fruit. And no one can 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 get you out of the way of the gospel. No one can 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 get you and usher you back into the broad gate. You'll be looking at them crazy. Like, how? What are you saying? That doesn't line up with the word of God. That doesn't make sense. 
I, I didn't read that out of here. Where did you say you found that at? What scripture was that? Is that in biblical context? Is it right? Because context is everything. We could take a scripture and, and make it into anything, but if the, if the context isn't right, we're just like the false prophet. We can't just make it fit in any way, any, any place. Nope. But we must live by the word. We must live by the word. This is our. This is going to help us. He's he's this. He's, he sent his word to help us. Man, like he prepared us. He thought about us all that many years ago to send his word to us, to help us, to protect us, to shield us, and guide us from the things that are happening out here. So, will you know them? By the fruits. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the word, your word. We thank you, God, just for your outpour, God, of, of all that you have done. God, we know, God, that, that there's so much that is happening. So many people saying so many things, so much heresy that is out there, God. But God, we don't have itching ears because we know your word. And if we don't know your word, God, give us the hunger and desire that we need, God, to get inside of our word. You said, oh, God, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Let us taste and see how good you are and never let you go. We need you, God. Every single day, every minute, every hour, God, we need you. And if you take your hand away from me, God, where will we go? If you take your hand away from us, where will we go, God? We have no other place to go. So, God, allow us to continue to abide in you. And in that, God, in your word. We bless you, God. We praise you, God. And we give your name all the praise, honor, and glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're not quite this. Thank you again for listening to this message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or if you need someone to pray with, please contact us at 850-926-1200 or email us at info at rolcrawfordville.com. We also want to encourage you to visit us this Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. Please visit us online at rolcrawfordville.com for more information and directions.